Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello, welcome to Are You Having a Draft? My name is Bradley James. And you're joined by myself, Marcus Ellard. Marcus, we continue to be in this non-footballing state, yet here we are chatting about fantasy football. Still coming Uh, up with stuff to gas bag about. Still dredging the news for football-related stories. (laughs) We're we're there, we're okay, we're chatting and everyone's joining us, which is glad. Something tells me, however, we will not be short of material. Marcus, we have ourselves a bombshell. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. I actually love it. Even in isolation, you are still surprising me with new things every week. Thank you very much, Bradley. Should we start the show, Marcus? Can't wait, mate. It'd be really lovely to talk to everyone. <laughs> Bradley James, you have been a draft. Sure, i Social distancing in body, but not in mind today, Marcus. We have some fellow drafters joining us. Hey, this is Phil Cairns. I'm the manager of Change Name FC. Peter Everall, manager of Evil FC. Daniel Mantle, manager of Mental Dandies FC. Matthew Melalu, manager of Malulu's FC. Nicholas Morgan, manager of Supermarket Sweepers. Hello there, sports fans. My name is Jonathan Wolfe. And I am manager of Fairytale Erotica. Neil Dutton, a.k.a. Dutz, manager of Pipe Dreamers FC. My name is Yari J. Perfume, and I'm the manager of the Cerebral Assassins. Andy O'Neill, manager of Lady Online FC. Merisawellin, Pialor Clubpildroid, Bethin Agegin, manager of Kitchen Crusaders FC. Disclaimer, in case you do have any Welsh listeners, Crusaders doesn't really translate nicely, so I've changed it to army. What do you mean nicely? So there's not a nice sounding word for Crusaders, really. What is it? So it'd be either Amgyrchwyr or... Sounds nice. Let's get straight into this. Matthew Brummett has joined us and he has something to say. 
Go on. Oh, yeah, guys, quickly before doing that, I've got a fun maths quiz because I saw that they were popular on WhatsApp. <laughs> Has anyone got the board up? I've made this a bit draft-themed. You'll like it. Tell you what, I think I can pull it up on something else. One second here. Oh, here we go. This will do. Is anyone else anxious about the bombshell? Yes. <laughs> yeah, I am. Can we just find out about this bombshell before we... Uh... <laughs> okay, can yeah, we can see that. How well can you read it? I'll just... No, we can see. It's yeah, nice and clear. Very well. Can yeah. we see points? So there's a, an interesting mass game, but I'll just I'll set the stage first. So let's pick a random drafter. Oh, Mark is on the call. Let's go with him. Would anyone like to try some quick, just go through some mental maths? What, what we're doing, listeners, is we're just doing this setup for a quick mass game. But to do it, we're just going to run through some of the points that people drafted for, for someone. We don't need to worry about the names because these have changed. But anyone who can see that well, Mantle, can you see that well? Yes, very well. Yeah, would you like to just go through and, and tally up Marcus's? I know you're a hairdresser, not an accountant like myself, but <laughs> if you can just run through from top to bottom Marcus's points, um, what what do you get? So you've got 38 plus 50 is what? I'm trying to work it out. 88. Yeah, plus 11. Um, can I do it my way, please? Yeah, go for it, mate. 88. <laughs> 99, 102, 108. Hey, uh, 38, 50 is 88. Gonna grab a two to make it 90. 101 with the 11, 104, 105. I'll tell you what, I'll take over. Leave it to the proper mathematician. Okay. <laughs> 38 plus 50 gives us 88, doesn't it? Yeah. Plus 11 gives 99. us 99. Plus 2 gives us 102, doesn't it? Yeah. Add the 1 for Stearman, big signing, gives us 103. A couple yeah. of braces in, in Edinburgh. Yeah, sorry, Bromit, you said plus 2 gives us 102. Just go back because it's, uh, it's 3. Plus is 3. You said add 2 and then it went to 102. <laughs> Uh, okay, so, sorry, so, but, but I think we're still at 102. I think that's right. Stearman gets us to 103. Bear with me, got a good payoff. Edinburgh is up to 105, then 107, and then we've got 108, 109, 110, 111, 112, 113, 114, and 115, which is right, isn't it? That, that, that checks out, 115, that's the amount of auction points that you get. Um, where's Wait, his, where's his transfer? Players. His transfer's <laughs> already been used, which he must have paid a point for which gets us to the bombshell, which is Marcus spent 116 points on draft night. Oh, oh my God. Which means Sergio Aguero's mine, I think, or whoever he belongs to at the moment. That can't be possible, though. I mean, you would have noticed it on draft night. Only recently, when going through and trying to find some stats, mate. Yeah, I checked it back to the numbers on draft night. Every board, every done. 116 points is what you spent, mate. Well, well, well. And interestingly, it would have been noticed on draft night, Marcus. But if you remember, you said, I don't need your stupid fucking spreadsheet, Brummett. I can count myself. (laughs) The reason why it wasn't picked up on draft night was because you didn't follow my spreadsheet. So it looks like you're going to be playing championship draft next season. The only league, the only league in the world where promotions and relegations still apply is the draft, mate. You're going down. Oh dear. So drafters, what do we do with the drunken drafter? Punish him by making him Salaguero and sign Jesus instead. (laughs) (laughs) I think Marcus secretly knew this, and that's why he's done shit trades all season to remove the guilt of his illegal drafting. So basically, he he wouldn't have been able to afford to sign Grant Hanley. Well, at one point, once he got to his seventh pick which was Mason Greenwood that he spent two on he actually overspent on that seventh pick yeah so bombshell 
This is a bigger twist than a Chris Nolan film. Um, I would love to know what the audience think would be an appropriate punishment for Marcus. After what Dutz went through on draft night as well. I do know that I'm looking forward to Marcus cooking for me in August. <laughs> <laughs> With a side of humble pie. <laughs> 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 For those of you listening, Marcus's face is Human. incandescent. I'm just, I'm just really glad that social distancing means Marcus can't come around and stab me at the moment. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's just I don't understand how it happened because I use the sheet that Bradley uses every year, which is what I used. Obviously, we're all counting it all the time, especially because of what happened with Dunn. I, I don't, I can't see how that, I can't see that. That's fine. Let's just do whatever you need to do. Part this will be fun. It's really, really tense. <laughs> <laughs> So we'll just give Marcus some time to cool down over that news and we will move on to your emails. Your emails, your emails, your emails, here they are. Your emails, your emails, your emails, here they are. That's your little theme tune. Marcus has cheered up already. Thank you for all of your emails as ever. We've picked a couple and here is the first one. This is coming from Lindsay. There are rumours circulating about the Premier League starting a hall of fame. First and foremost, who would you like to see nominated? Good question. Yeah, that's a great Good. question. Hall of Fame. Cristiano Ronaldo. Yeah. Why? Because he was brilliant. Just everything he could do. He shoot left and right. He could head, take free kicks, panels. He could do everything quick. I think he brought a lot to the league. And I sort of enjoyed his growth actually under Ferguson. And I'm a Liverpool fan as well. And that's hard for me to admit at times, but sometimes you need to be a bit objective. Um, How much of that do you think is affected by his time at Real Madrid? Yeah. In terms of like his dominant seasons. Two seasons. Yeah. Maybe yeah, two, but the, yeah. yeah, but those seasons, he, he won the Champions League in those seasons, didn't he? But he you averaged know? 49 goals in those two seasons. What, for, for United? Yeah, man. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, that's ridiculous. Fair enough. That's ridiculous. Also, he won the Champions League with them before he left. So he won the big prize. He won everything in a sense with United before he left. So yeah, hundred percent put him in the Hall of Fame. Who else? I have to go Steven Gerrard. <laughs> the way he's carried Liverpool, even through absolute mediocrity, he's always been that one constant. Oh, it's easy for me. It's got to be the most decorated player of the Premier League era, Ryan Giggs. Ryan Giggs. And then it's got to be the man that made it happen, Sir Alex Ferguson. Ooh. There's absolutely no competition there. Best manager in club. league history. And the best player in league history. Done. Fair enough. Philip Cairns. I don't know. I think Shiro would go in, obviously. Fair enough. And Schmeichel. Mm. Yeah, it's a good shout there. Is it? I think yeah. He, I think he's going to end up topping. Yeah, he he's going to top yeah, the goalkeeper. I think it's, I think it's the best goalkeepers in Premier League history. Yeah. Him and Peter Cech. So we're talking, so I just want to put this to you, right? We are talking about every player who has played in the Premier League. Yeah, sorry, okay. Some Hall of Fame, they always add more players into it, right? So it's not like your but best. We're talking about the first two. Or who are the first two that's going to go in it? Yeah. The thing is, these things are always quite sentimental, aren't they? Tell us why. What? I don't know. It's always like, let's find some players that people really revered or whatever. But in this, for the same reason that somebody might have, that Melo said, oh, Gerard never won the Premier League. People might say that he wouldn't be in it, but then you could say like Balotelli's won more Premier League than Gerard, so he should be in it. Like, how does it how does it work? Who do you like as a Premier League player? Like, I like someone like Lee Catamore, who's just a ridiculous player, but he's quite a good player. You know what I mean? 
<laughs> he is yeah, never he went in. Like sent off. He was my pure, choice, Bill. Just pure goes for it, you know what I mean? <laughs> so Phil's choices are Alan Shearer and Lee Catamol. Peter Schmeichel and Lee Catamol with David Batty to come in. <laughs> Daniel Mantle. So I was given for Christmas a joke present, which happened to be one of my favourite presents, which I was going to hold on until my honeymoon, which is now not happening, for my research for next season's draft. So this book is by Fancy Football Scout, Wasting Your Wildcard, The Method and Madness of Fancy Football. And just looking through the stats and no other figures, on a fancy football point of view, number one has to be, for me, Frank Lampard. Ooh, and very good shout. I have the numbers in here to prove why. Between 2003 and 2010, he was one of the top midfield scorers, seven out of eight years. The highest fancy football scorer at 284 points in 2009-10. So on a fancy football point of view, I would have to put Frank Lampard in that. Who had him in 2009-10? Were we doing it then? Doing the draft then? No. Did he retire? Did he retire? Was that his last season? Someone got him when he was at City, didn't they? Somebody, yeah. I think one of the Phelps brothers had him when he was at City. So, yeah, on that point of view, I would say him. Also, uh, I don't know, I think Aguero. I think Aguero yeah. would be my second pick, if I'm honest. 100%. What do you think yeah. of Aguero, Marcus? Can I just... <laughs> he's, I think he's overrated, mate. He's past it now. Can I, can I just make a point? <laughs> yes, Pete. The Hall of Fame rules state players have to be retired. So um, Yare's Ronaldo doesn't count. That'd be Thierry Henry then. All right, I'll change mine then. Who are you going for? I was actually going to go Thierry Henry. Overrated. I'm happy to change mine. <laughs> I'll go for a Jamie Vardy then, instead of Catamo. <laughs> well, he's still playing, mate, you dumbass. <laughs> he's still playing. <laughs> he's not retired? No, he's still playing. Bromit. Well, what I'll do, as I feel like after what I did to Marcus, people might think that I'm a bad person. So what I'll do... I'll try and cheer him up by putting in Leicester players. <laughs> um, you don't need to just, just stick them all in. <laughs> I, I am interested to know who they are. <laughs> I'll, I'll go with Steve Claridge, because he's just like... <laughs> that is, he, he did, yeah. That is old school. Actually, no. You know what? I'll go even more magnanimous to show I'm such a good person. Even though I'm a dirty red and Liverpool have obviously got a lot of foibles coming up at the moment. I'm going to go with Everton players and I'm going to go with arguably the best goalkeeper in the world at the time and top three ever Premier League. Big Nev, Neville Southall. But he got he got at least four Premier League seasons, I think. I don't think it's a bad choice too. And then I'm going to try and get the early 90s in. I'm going to go with a lot of fancy creative players get a lot of credit, I think, in these things. I want to go with a workhorse, a good ball winner, good shot on him, Barry Horn. Some left field choices there, Bromit. <laughs> very left field. I had to them on the top of my head. I didn't realise I was doing this. I just thought I wanted to come in, ruin Marcus's day and go off. But then, uh... <laughs> Meds, how about you? Okay, so retired people. The only time I was really into football before this draft was like when I was 10, 11, and obviously the glory days of Man United. So I've gone for two Man United players just because that's what all the kids at that time were doing. So I've gone for Teddy Sheringham. Just because I think he didn't retire until he was about 42-ish. I think he, he had longevity. And so, yeah, I've picked him because I think, yeah, he's proved himself and playing at the age of 40 in professional football <laughs> is um, pretty good. 
I love that Marcus is still raging. Look at him. Great. <laughs> <laughs> and then I've gone for Oli Gunnar Solskjaer just because he came on in that final. The pair of them, that match in 99 in extra time. Yeah, that, that match. Count because it was in the Champions League, not the Premier League. He always did me well on Championship Manager. <laughs> Nicholas Morgan. First one, Tony Adams. <laughs> you laugh. That's silly, Huge isn't shout. it? Huge shout. Good shout, though. The greatest captain. Oh, sorry, there was leader. a man called Roy Keane. Yeah. Greatest leader the Premier League has ever witnessed, Tony Adams. Roy Keane, who left his Republic of Ireland team stranded in Korea Japan World Cup. We're oh, talking no, no, about we're, we're, talking about, we're talking about the we're Premier about League. Keane, we're talking about the Premier League. Who was killed the same person. Well, you're, talking about a, you're talking about a leader there, Matthew. I am. Well, thrown in a man's name and expected it not to be contested. I'll contest it. Go on. I think he's one of one of the best leaders there's been for one of the for best, club, but not the best club level. Better than, Tony, better than Tony Adams. Tony Adams is a legend. I'm not disputing that Tony Adams isn't a legend. He's he was a great player, but Roy Keane helped United to more silverware than they earned in any other period. He helped them get the treble. He didn't play in the final match, and that does count against him, but he got them into the final in of the Champions League. It's not the Premier League, is it? <laughs> no, but the treble did include the Premier League. Who's a better leader, John Terry or Roy Keane? John so, Terry was busy shagging all the wives. Get out, mate. All right. <laughs> That's a leader. Oh, where is he? Oh, he's knobbing my missus round the back. Oh, what a great fucking leader. Was Ryan Giggs not doing the same with his brother's missus? Darling Sherry. Matthew, Aston I think Villa you're thinking generation is the Hall of Fame. No one gives a fuck about what they're doing in their private lives, mate. That's become very clear. Nicholas Morgan. So your first choice was Tony Adams. Who's your yep. second? Flicking a coin here. It's either between Dennis Bergkamp. I don't want to necessarily go completely Arsenal, though. So I'm going to go with Eric Cantona. Overrated. <laughs> Not overrated Two most overrated players of all time, Thierry Henry, Eric Cantona. I think we need to address the Henri thing with you. You have Henri in your draft. Yeah. You are talking absolute dog shit. <laughs> How <laughs> can you say Henri is overrated? He's a fair weather player. What a fair weather in 2004, wasn't there, Johnny? <laughs> <laughs> Jonathan, uh, your turn. Who are your two players you're inducting into the Premier League Hall of Fame? Well, he's just been mentioned, but put Dennis Burkamp. I think he was genius. His touch, technique, vision. Yeah. Paul Scholes as well. Ooh. Ooh, the two of them saw the game differently to anybody else in the Premier League. Peter Everall. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Premise of this last on you or? It's a tough one, isn't it? It's all about exceptional skill and talent, isn't it? I would go. Can you go to someone else? <laughs> You've had six people. <laughs> so what? What teams have we? What you players have we picked teams-wise? We've got Arsenal players, Man United. No one from Chelsea at the moment. I don't think. Lampard. Frank Lampard. Oh, sorry, yeah, yeah. And we had Stevie G from Liverpool. Liverpool. Anyone from Alan Shearer, Newcastle United, and Blackburn. Marcus, who are you going for? I'm going for two fairly old ones. Firstly, Matt Letizia. Actually, I just think he's a bit of a legend of the game. I think he basically is Mr. Southampton and he was always there or thereabouts, loyal as well. And also, Ian Wright. Ooh. Hey, right, right, right. Ian Wright, right, right. Good Do you man, think Ian Marcus, Wright's better man. than Shearer? 
Ian Wright's better than Shearer. Is that what you think? He's brilliant. Also, he's had loads of charisma. Like, he fucking loved the game. Absolutely loved it. And he was good at it. Scored some sexy goals, has to be said. Mm. Pete? I'll throw in Robbie Fowler. Oh, solid. Love it. <laughs> so, Pete's opening up the Premier League Hall of Fame. First player you put in. <laughs> if it was purely absolutely a decision, I don't see how you can look past Alan Shearer. So there's one. I think, I think Fowler was probably the most clinical finisher. Yeah. Arguably, Fowler is the most naturally gifted finisher in Premier League history. What makes you say that? He left foot, right foot, mm. heads. He scored goals all three ways, outside the box, inside the box. It was only athleticism that let Fowler down. But in terms of pure goals, his record was phenomenal. So we've gone Fowler. Who else? I'd go Gianfranco Zola. Oh, it's a shelter. Straight out of left field there. Yeah. Cutting the ribbon on the opening day of the Premier League Hall of Fame is Robbie Fowler and Gianfranco Zola. Meanwhile, everyone's there looking for Shearer or various No, Shearer, without a doubt, Shearer, without a doubt, is the one, right? You can't, any which way, you can't look beyond Shearer. Like yeah. his records he set, top goal scorer of all time in the Premier League. Mm. Joint most goals in a Premier League season. I'm quite surprised he wasn't in everybody's selection. I understand, you know, people wanted to mix it up a bit. Alan Shearer, for me, is a shoe-in. He's a shoe-in because if you look at his scoring record over the seasons, it is phenomenal. He's also managed to take Blackburn Rovers to a Premier League title, which is a pretty stunning achievement when you think about it. The other choice for me, I'd like to have been romantic because Dennis Burkamp transformed Arsenal. But there's one guy who just dominated the league and nobody had an answer for him. And his name was Thierry Henry. So my first two inductees to the Hall of Fame would be Alan Shearer and Thierry Henry. That probably completes the, that email, right, Marcus? Very good. Yeah, I think that was an excellent email and it's lots to talk about. Surprised we had so many different answers. Any other emails, Marcus? I've just sent something around on the draft group, and this has come in from Saba. And Saba's obviously joined in this, joined in the, the joy of Saba. <laughs> this is quite a cool graphic. I like this. So what I've done is I've sent it around on the draft chat, and it basically shows the ups and downs of every single team since week one. Look at that consistency um, which has... on the bottom there. Whoa. So you're good... always been bottom every week. So you mentioned Pete in the email, but there's also because we've got a few sort of statistician, statisticians, statisticians, yeah, statisticians, statisticians amongst us. It's something we could maybe put on the social media to see the ups and downs. And they also say Sabah also says that they're going to update this every single week. So obviously, once we get up and running, we'll have that graph will continue throughout the rest of the season. It'd be interesting to see who the movers and shakers of this season are. The trend line of everyone's performance over the season. I was going to say, if it was a heart monitor, Yare's machine would have been turned off months ago. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> Literally flatlining, man, and a few players just looking at us. It's cheaper. I'd say also to kind of like the London tube map. I literally feel the same. The the lines are far apart, so you can see the difference between the, where, where people are. And of course, if something's in zone six or bottom of the league, it is quite far out, like Yari or whatever. <laughs> However, the difference in points between like whatever seventh and eleventh is only like ninety points. 
Whereas back to Yari at the, at the end, it's another hundred or something. So maybe Yari's line should be somewhere a few scrolls down. That's a chance, mate. <laughs> Behave yourself. I will catch you. Doubt it, mate. Behave Yari, yourself. how do you think you actually managed to win the draft? Because I'm better than you. Is the Leicester year? I'm better than everyone. You are nothing but consistent, Yari. I'm anything but consistent, you mean. No, you're consistently at the bottom, mate. I've won it. You haven't won it yet, man. So you better this is, win it this first. This is just this season. And if you this lose it this, this season, Mel and you... That'll be the biggest bottle job, man, since Liverpool, man, just even Gerard Slide, and I'm a Liverpool fan. So behave yourself. Win it first, then we can talk afterwards. Then you can slag off all you want. Until you win it, keep that trap shut. Well, Sabah, look what you've got going. A whole look podcast just off, Sabah, with this email. <laughs> Thank you so much for your work, Sabah. Really appreciate it. Marcus, next email. Great. And I've had one from Chris. It's quite a different one, but I think it's really worth kind of mentioning. She's got an eight-year-old son who is a dude of epic proportions. He loves sport and has tried everything available to him. But also, he absolutely loves theatre and he loves performing. And his pals, school, started taking the mick out of him because he wanted to perform and stuff. And they were saying they can't do sports and perform. Performing's for girls, this, that and the other. So much so that he actually stopped talking about his love of theatre and his love of wanting to do it. But since listening to this, his mother, who's obviously a fan of the show and listens to how a lot of us are in theatre, in the arts, and we love our sport and we still play sport at a certain level, she's relayed this to him and shown clips of the podcast to reignite that flame. So it's sort of a bit of a thank you email, really, which I thought was quite nice. Keep keep up the good work, man. Don't, absolutely. There's no one should ever be able to tell you what you can and can't do. So it's a bit of a thank you. What do you think about that one then, Bradley? This goes out to Chris's son because I don't think I'm the only one in the draft who can very much relate to this. As a kid, when you were, you did a lot of tap dancing, you did a lot of acting, but you're also very sporty. Did you come up against this situation? That's one of the things that Chris actually said. She took him to see Newsies, which is a show in America, and all the guys tap dance, and he wanted to start tap lessons. Well, I would say to uh, Chris's son that people find tap dancing very sexy. I remember two girls watching me do a tap dance, and they were like, that is hot. So Chris's son, go for both sport and dancing and acting. Do it all. I reckon Chris's son's probably just going through something that loads of kids go through. Kids get teased for doing drama and stuff quite a lot. It's just daft kids and Chris's son should, if he wants to do drama, he wants to do dance and he wants to play football, he wants to do oh, all, we should just do it and just have a nice time. Because you're going to have friends at football and you're going to have, may have different friends at your dance class. That's great, you've got more friends. If the dance class want to slag you off for playing football, that's their choice. And if the football want to slag you off for doing dance class, that's your choice. If you enjoy it, then you should just do it, mate. Well said, Phil. It's pretty yeah, difficult right. to control people's reactions to stuff. Yeah. And kids especially because, you know, kids are still learning so much about themselves, about the world, that a lot of their behaviour is copied behaviour or how they feel they should act and they don't really have an understanding of it. These sort of moments of adversity are things that you have to overcome in pursuit of your passions. And I think it's not always going to be easy when you're doing that, but it really is worth it if you do pursue those passions and are able to say at the end of the day that you you gave it your best shot. So keep plugging away, Chris's son. I can't say people saying bad things about it or to you is going to stop anytime soon. But at the same time, you don't have to pay attention to him. You don't have to take him on board. You don't have to let them affect you. And you certainly should not 
allow them to stop you from doing what you really want to do. If you want to sing, if you want to dance, if you want to tap dance, and if you want to do that while you're playing sports, do it, my friend. Easier said than done, but hang in there. So I came across a podcast through the week, the High Performance Podcast. It's a new one from Jake Humphrey, and he was interviewing Rio Ferdinand. And although I think Rio Ferdinand was slightly older when he was coming across these type of things, he actually came across similar Mickey taking from his school friends. He would walk through his estate in, where's he from, Slough or something. Um, He'd be walking through to his ballet lessons and his tap lessons or whatever whilst playing football and he was saying that what he would do is just strive to be the best again easier said than done but i would say that these things are more of a motivation to be better than the people that's giving you the grief it's pretty difficult when you're at that age when you're going through the journey to see the light at the end of the tunnel because it sort of feels all encapsulating as though you can't escape it but you have to trust the various voices that tell you to and there are nine voices on here that are all saying the same thing. And and I think you're right, Bradley, when you're, is he eight years old, did you say? When you're yeah, yeah. Old, it's like, little dude. shut up, old man. You know, you don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> we, are, we, are, we have gone through all that. And, you know, I don't do acting, but, you know, I'm a hairdresser. I'm a guy that does hairdressing, which is a lot more acceptable than what it used to be. But you do get through it and that path, you will know what you want to do. And your friends, your real friends and your true friends will accept you for who you are. And that's just the way it is. Everyone goes through it. Also, um, and this is true, when I was eight and did my first uh, theatre production, I had a girlfriend who was 10. And we <laughs> sat on the coach going to Stratford. And she kissed me on the cheek. And that's because I was acting and tap dancing and jazz dancing. Sounds like you're an absolute legend, mate. <laughs> what happened? <laughs> Went downhill after 1988. <laughs> As someone who's won both the draft, i.e. football, and is also recognised as the best foxtrot dancer to come out of Stoke-on-Trent. <laughs> Please tell I me more. Say, I can feel I can say that I am living proof you can do both things. Just, It's all about following your dreams, no matter what anyone says. I know it's hard to listen to, and now it's age of eight years old, especially with social media and especially with sort of pressure on young people these days to try and conform to certain things. But it's better to be different, let's just say. Better to be a little bit left field. It's better to sort of follow your dreams and do whatever you feel is best for you. Don't let anyone else stop you. And listen, forgive me for being sanctimonious on this topic, but it is also well within your power not to make enemies or see them as enemies the people who are challenging in you in this way if you can employ a sense of understanding from yourself that these are just people who don't fully understand the situation and they're reacting in a fearful way a confused way whatever it is a jealous way all sorts of reactions that you have as human beings if you can forgive them for those i think you'll be in a much better place for it it's not about us against them it's just having an understanding that not everybody adapts to other people as quickly how they want to act who they want to all sorts of stuff we're going into a whole realm of things here but if you can employ a sense of forgiving for people who are being nasty to you or saying things you don't want to hear i think you'll be better off for it as well that's the end of my sanctimony i should try not to put myself across as a wise man anymore wish you the best of luck chris's son yes mate i think we all agree you should keep at it brilliant thank you very much they they were they were the roundup from the emails this week
Marcus, you ready for another game of 15 to 1? I bloody love 15 to 1. Bring it up. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Yare Jekbafume of Cerebral Assassins. Matthew Melalu of Malulu's FC. Philip Cairns of Change Name FC. Daniel Mantle of Mental Dandies FC. Nicholas Morgan of Supermarket Sweepers. Jonathan Wolfe of Fairytale Erotica. Marcus Ellard of Wedding Crashers FC. And Peter Everill of Evil FC are all here today to play football's 15 to 1 with your host, Mr. Bradley James. Round 1 of 15 to 1. Oh, Starting with Yare. Which Welsh international holds the record for the fastest yellow card in Premier League history at just three seconds? Welsh international. Is it a pun? Is it Gary Speed? Is it Gary Speed? I'm going to go... Aaron Ramsey. The answer was Vinnie Jones. Oh, <laughs> yeah, of course he was. Is he Welsh? <laughs> he took those shotguns on the pitch, didn't he? Malalu, which Scottish English. team is the only league side in England or Scotland to have a J in their name? Um, <laughs> Jedburgh. <laughs> Jedburgh. The answer is St. Johnston. <laughs> Old classic Jed <laughs> Come on, you Jeds. <laughs> How the Jeds get on today? I'm Jed Bratilla, die. I'm Jed Bratilla, die. I'm Jed Bratilla, die. Attilio Lombardo signed for which English team in 1997? Wednesday. The answer was Crystal Palace. Ooh. Daniel Mantle, who scored the fastest ever Premier League goal? Oh, that's a tricky one, man. Know this. I'll just chuck out uh, Thierry Henry. The answer was Shane Long. Oh, this season, wasn't it? Or last season? 
Nicholas Morgan, who did England beat in the semi-final of the 1966 World Cup? Hungary. The answer was Portugal. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Phil. <laughs> Look at Phil. No, it's not the next answer, just we've got them all wrong so far. It's quite good to go. <laughs> Jonathan Wolfe. Yes, Bradley. Which player holds the record for most English league appearances? Ooh, that's an easy one. Which player? It doesn't have to be an English player, you said. Which player holds the record for most English league appearances? Is it? Mine's blank. Um, I'm going to go with... Uh... Come on, For an answer. Can't think of something. Shelton. That's correct. Sorry, Jonathan. The answer was Peter Shelton. Peter Everall, who is on mute. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> How many times have Scotland made it out of the group stages of the World Cup? <laughs> <Never. Not a> <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm going to go with, like... I mean, they've got. I've done it back in with Archie Gamble back in the day. I'm going to say twice. The answer was zero yeah. times. I mean, it's too almost too obvious. Marcus, which team recorded the lowest <laughs> points total in a Premier League season? I know this. Oh, that's easy. I know. You should know this, Marcus. Yeah. Yeah, you probably should, but since you don't know, you don't know anything about football before sort of 2016, you won't know it. <laughs> oh, Leicester won the league. I'm a supporter. <laughs> oh, I like musical theatre. <laughs> good, good jokes, everyone. Keep them coming. Oh, no, I've had a Leicester top since I was nine. I ordered them on Amazon Prime. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Derby County. Oh! Oh! The correct answer is Derby County. You're right, you bunch of bellends. <laughs> <laughs> so after that quick Google there from Marcus Ellard, he is the only one who has not lost a life in that first round of questions. <laughs> Yare, how many ever-present teams are there in the Premier League? N- now. Ever-present, mate. In four years' time. Since the four... <laughs> <laughs> the formation of the league. Since for, since ever present since the formation of the Premier League. Uh-huh. Hang on, so you have to give me a second. Seven. Incorrect. The answer was six. Oh, oh man. Good effort, mate. Oh. Can you name them, please? Oh, I, I put Everton in there, and they shouldn't have been in there. Everton. Oh, in there. Sorry, Everton. So I put Everton, United, Liverpool, Tottenham. Arsenal. Arsenal and Chelsea. Arsenal, Chelsea. Oh. Hold on. You put in an extra team, but they shouldn't have been there, but you guessed... Yeah, stupidly. Uh, yeah, I'll put in someone. I'm not even going to say who I put into that list, man. You put in Manchester oh, City. Didn't you? Man City. Yeah, stupidly. Don't worry, because everyone's so crap at this game, you've got an extra life. Yeah. Matthew Melalu. Mark Lawrenson gained 39 international caps for which country? Oh. Easy. The Republic of Ireland. <laughs> That is correct. Yeah, boy! Phil, which goalkeeper holds the Premier League consecutive appearances record? Um, ooh, I think I know. Um, uh, Brad Friedel? Ooh. Is correct. Oh, wow. Very good, very good. Lucky Daniel good. Mantle, who scored Holland's consolation goal in a 4-1 defeat to England at Euro 96? Easy. Um, I'm going to say, I don't know the answer to this one, so I'm going to chuck it out as Patrick Clivert. Patrick Clivert-Lewin is correct. 
<laughs> Nicholas Morgan, who scored Everton's goal when they beat Manchester United in the 1995 FA Cup final? Big dunk. The answer was Paul Rideout. Ooh. I was never getting that. Jonathan. Yes, Bradley. What is the capacity of Wembley Stadium? The exact. <laughs> I don't know the exact, but it's... <laughs> I would have said... <laughs> it's either like 80 or 90,000. It's like, I don't know. Uh, I don't know, 90,000. Is correct. <laughs> Peter Everall, which club was Paolo Di Canio playing for when he pushed referee Mike Alcock? Oh, it's two clubs, isn't there, that he played for? I'm going to go West Ham. The answer was Sheffield, Sheffield Wednesday. Wednesday. Yeah. <laughs> Sheffield Wednesday. Mark- Marcus, yeah. who won the first ever Premier League Golden Boot? Ooh. First ever Premier League Golden Boot. Got to be... Um... Wasn't it Mario Heskey? No, I know. Thanks, mate. First ever golden boot. Orion Marshall. It's not helping, Pete. <laughs> Sliding his face and asking Stacey. No, she's in the other room. I know who it is. Cantona. Teddy Sheringham was the answer. Yare, who holds the record for the all-time most Premier League assists? All-time most assists? Who doesn't assist King? It's a hard one, this. All-time assists? Really, really tricky one, this. Your countdown starts now. 300. Shut up, 299. 298. Um, you Googling? <laughs> I look like I'm Googling. Not like you, Pete. Don't cheat. You're going to have to rush you for an answer, you all right? Yeah, um, I'm going to... Wayne Rooney. Oh, close. The answer was Ryan Giggs. Giggsy. Was it? Yeah. 162. Giggsy? Yeah. What was um, Rooney. 103. He was uh, Yare, thank you for playing. Melalu, who was the first England player to be sent off at a World Cup? David Beckham. Ray Wilkins was the answer. Phil, what is the highest points total a team has achieved in a Premier League season? 103. The answer was 100. Daniel Mantle, which Premier League ground is the oldest in occupation? I'm going to go Everton's. Good guess. The answer is Turf Moor. Ooh. Nick, who was Manchester City's first ever non-British manager? Oh, yeah. I think I know the answer to this one. Well done, Pete. It's not your Yeah, question. Googling there, Pete. Cheeky bugger. No. So why can't we see your face? <laughs> Mancini? The answer was Sven Goran Eriksson. Nicholas Thank you for playing. When was that? When was that? Fuck me. It would have been about 2006, I think. 2007. Bloody hell. Jonathan Wolf. Yes, Bradley. Who won <laughs> season four of the draft? You should get this one, man. Who won the second and third? Uh, <laughs> this is draft history, mate. You should know this. You should know this one, man. Uh, As Yari would say, this is why you will never be a draft champion. <laughs> if you get this wrong, of course. Yeah. That's why you'll never win it, lad. Well, I've got... Three names in my head. Yes, they were. I can't remember the order. I think, I think the fourth was Yare. Incorrect. The answer was Peter Everett. Peter, Leeds won the league in 1992. How many away wins did they record in the following season? Seven. Thank you for playing, Peter. The answer was zero. And Marcus, last question of the round. Which team has spent the most total number of seasons in the top flight of English football. 
Liverpool. Oh. Ever so close. Everton. 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 Making it through to the next round. All of them with two lives each. Matthew Melalu, Philip Cairns, Daniel Mantle, Johnny Wolf, Marcus Ellard. Everton. Everton. And now we'll go on to a round of questions to nominate. Melalu, you'll start us off. Melalu. So Which county has had the highest number of teams in the Premier League during any one season? Lancashire. Is the correct answer. Question or nominate? Um, I'll nominate Phil. Phil. In a 5 all draw, which team did Alex Ferguson last face as Manchester United manager? West Brom. Correct. Question or nominate? Question. Oh, top moment. Well done, Phil. That's really brave of you. <laughs> <laughs> Which defender has scored the most Premier League own goals? Uh, uh, Carragher. Yeah, I thought that too. Incorrect. <gasps> Bill Jones. The answer was Richard Dunn. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, Dunny. Daniel Mantle. Name the only team in Premier League history whose name ends with a G. Mm. Oh, G. Can't think. Does anyone know the answer? Don't know. The answer was Reading. Oh, Reading. Reading. Wolf. Which current Tottenham player became the first player born in the 21st century to score in the Premier League? Yeah, I think I've got this actually. I'm just going to go with Deli Alley. The answer is Ryan Sessegnon. Ryan Sessegnon. What do you think Deli Alley is, mate? Do you know it's 2020? <laughs> what, what age do you think Deli Alley was in the 2016 Euros? 19. <laughs> you thought he was 19 so but but if he was born after he must have been under 16 <laughs> I can't understand what you're saying Phil that's very convenient you asked, very you asked convenient. the question to be repeated and then you said a fucking uh, 25 year old was like Oh, that was lovely. Not nice when people are mean, is it, Jonathan? <laughs> <laughs> Marcus. Hi. Which player has scored for the most amount of Premier League clubs? Peter Crouch. The answer is Craig Bellamy. Mm. Ah, Craig Bellamy. Bellers. Matthew Melalu. Which championship club are known as the Robins? Robins. I've been out fucking Googling that now. He is. Put their hands where we can see them. Yeah, put your hands where we can see them, man. Exactly. Keep them up there until you answer the question. All right. I'm going to do this. Yeah, exactly. Robbins. I have no... What are you looking at there, Mel? I'm looking for inspiration, mate. (laughs) I have no idea. That's good. Exactly. You haven't. (laughs) (laughs) I've allowed a bit of thinking time, man. Jesus. No, I, I have no idea. The answer is Bristol City. Are they? Phil, Nil Satis Nisi Optimum is the Latin inscription in which Premier League club badge? Oh, yeah, I know this one. I know this one. Everton. It's the correct answer. Yeah. Nominate Melaloo, please. Hands Mel- up, Melaloo. Hands up. <laughs> which drafter has the most wooden spoons? <laughs> Meds. <laughs> Is the correct answer. Question or nominate? This one's for Yare, but the actual question <laughs> is going to go to... Uh, oh, who's left in it? You, Phil, Mantle, Wolf and Marcus. 
Uh, it's Mantle's Ooh. turn. It was Phil last. It's Mantle this time. Which side hold the record for most consecutive Premier League games without a draw? Manchester City. Ooh, Daniel no. Mantle, thank you for playing. The answer... Tottenham. Tottenham Hotspurs. Oh. Melaloo, question or nominate? I will nominate Mr. Jonathan Wolfe. Thank you, Mel. Pleasure. <laughs> Jonathan. Yes, Bradley. Which championship side used to play at the baseball ground? Derby County. It's correct. Yeah, Wolf, question or nominate? I will nominate uh, Marcus Ellard. Thanks, Jonathan. <laughs> Saw that coming. Uh, Marcus. Yes. Which former Manchester United goalkeeper holds the record for the most minutes on the pitch without conceding a goal? Peter Schmeichel. Marcus Ellard, thank you very much for playing. Jonathan, question or nominate? I nominate Matthew Melalu. Matthew, after the ban on European football for English clubs in the 80s, who were the first team to represent England in the European Cup? Liverpool. Matthew Melalu, thank you for playing. The answer was Arsenal. Liverpool <laughs> technically would have been, but they were still under the ban when they won the league in 1990. That takes us to the final round. Which apparently is just between Phil and Wolf. Phil, you currently have 20 points. Wolf has 10 points. You both have one life remaining. We go to you, Jonathan Wolf. You are 10 points behind. Question or nominate? I nominate. Uh, I think I'll nominate Phil. Which former Premier League side play at Bloomfield Road? Hands up, Phil. Is it, um, is it ready? The answer is Blackpool. Jonathan Wolf. Yes, you bro. are 10 points behind. This next question for 10 points. In what year did the FA Cup first take place? <sighs> it was... I think it was like 1950. I nominate. I nominate someone. You can't nominate. <laughs> You're the only person left to answer questions. Yeah. Do I need a specific answer or can it be a decade? You need a specific answer, yeah. My gut is to say, I don't know, 1956. I think it was that. The FA Cup, mate. The oldest cup competition in Victoria, the world. Victoria, isn't it? 1926. Yeah, that's the was born. Started in 1872. That means, thanks to the extra question he gave himself, Philip Cairns is today's winner. Oh, Yay. Come on! Oh, Phil. Oh, Phil. Oh, Phil. Thanks, boys. Thanks very much. Well done, Phil. Well done, Phil. Well done, Phil. Thanks, mate. Well done. Well done. I, I just want to go back to that um, players born after 2000. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Well, despite a distinct lack of footballing knowledge across the board, Philip Cairns has won this week's episode of 15 to 1. Well done, Phil, and thank you for joining us. I'm sure he's going to be telling us all about his brilliant win for years to come. Okay, Marcus, so before we leave, we need to open it up to our audience and ask them what they feel we should do with you. Fucking <laughs> hell. Now, now that you had a chance uh, to cool down. That's an open-ended question. 
maybe I've not, and this is me thinking out loud, I've not even looked at my team since the lockdown thing happened. So maybe I'm hating myself already because I do not know who's on the pitch or who's captain or anything like that. Maybe what I actually do is just cruise control it for the rest of the thing and whoever's on the pitch, whoever's captain, whoever's whatever, they are just who I have to play for the rest of the season. Interesting, interesting idea. So I've got no idea because I remember swapping them a lot. Whoever Man City were playing, whoever Leicester were playing, etc. So that could work either way. We'd just like to round up with a few thank yous. First of all, let's say thank you to our guests who are still with us. Peter Everall, Daniel Mansell, Media Llewellyn. Thanks, guys. Nice seeing you, lads. Just about down. And Pete's still on mute. So there we, go. <laughs> we should also, also say thank you, Marcus, to Matthew Melaloo for his excellent production work, his help with artwork, his help across the board. It's been fantastic. And once again, he is helping us in these interesting times to create this podcast. Thanks, Melaloo. And also for the, for the listener, he's, his Zoom background is currently Manchester United and he's the only person sitting in the stadium, <laughs> which is appropriate. <laughs> I am socially distancing in the Theatre of Dreams and it's a pleasure, boys. And we'd also like to thank our maestro of music, Mr. CJ Pandit. CJ, put a put a shooter, what a could a put a put a put a shooter, what a put a put a pandit. We also need to thank Kate Bellamy at kate.made.this. And we'd also, as usual, like to thank our wonderful friends and hosts, the wonderful people over at ACAST. So thank you very much. ACAST, thank you for all the stuff. Yeah. Also, thank you, last but not least, Will Coburn at Will Coburn. Photography skills, all that stuff you see on the scram. That's him. I'm going to go because I'm going to secretly now create fake email accounts and email in. (laughs) (laughs) Punishment ideas. (laughs) Pete just messaged me and said, like, what what are you going to do? And if it was anyone else, I'd literally be like, get them out of the league. Let's just divide up their players. Like, so as far as I'm concerned, just kick me out. Kick me out, divide up my players and I'll cook for you all in August. Fuck it. You know what I mean? I feel like you and I, Marcus, gave up our <laughs> chances of doing well in the draft this year purely for the sake of entertainment. <laughs> I, yeah, that's the thing. I, I love that how everyone keeps going on about this fucking Aguero thing, but it's made it good, hasn't it? <laughs> so if you've got some ideas, folks, on what punishment should be carried out <laughs> for Marcus Ellard for his heinous crimes, I would say the best way to get in touch is either on Twitter, at Having a Draft, or Instagram, also at Having a Draft. There's also an email, which is areyouhavingadraft at gmail.com. And it doesn't just have to be about the retribution we're going to carry out on Marcus. Email us about, you know, whatever else draft-related you are feeling right now. (laughs) I'm not feeling anything. (laughs) <laughs> just at numbness. a little numb just... yeah <laughs> oh. on that note on that note it's never been more apt until next time unlike Marcus draft safe I'm off to WH Smith to get a calculator <laughs> <laughs>
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.